studied quantum physics. <laughs> and he will tell you there is so much that cannot be explained. And that's an oxymoron to have an exact science or, or the exact thing. There are numbers that go beyond our capacity to handle mentally in our mind. But God is good. And in that space of layered time, quantum physics, we know his Holy Spirit is working. And we are thankful for that. Also, the, the rule is in science, if you can't see it happen, if it can't be observed, then it has to be a theory. Because it's only exact if it can be proved and observed. So don't buy into things that are commonly said in our culture. I am thankful to be here. I'm excited because I've seen, I've had to go out and look at things that look like apocalyptic situations. Um, we had to make, our, our toilet paper supplier on Amazon was out. I have to make sure our kids can clean themselves at school. So Brooke and I braved um, Sam's Club. They were out of toilet paper and we were walking around, we came back around, and they were bringing a pallet out that was stacked as high to the ceiling of cases of toilet paper. And we just had two in this cart, two in this cart. Praise God. And we, then people were forming a line after we got ours yes. immediately. Then there was a long line behind us. Yes, sir. Once in my experience with my wife, she told me to check her Walmart bit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we, we have well, we have uh, four barrels of trash cans in the dungeon at, at Rusk full of water and potted meat. So, it, but that's just for disaster. You prepare, and because we have automated uh, deliveries, it wasn't a problem of we have to store this. But now it's a problem because our automated deliveries didn't have what we needed. But praise God, we got what we needed, and we didn't have to wait in line for it. Uh, right, Brooke? Yes. And, but it was worse than Black Friday. It was. Facebook, yes, people, it was. And a lot of people, I just want to get groceries. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to brave that again this week. Good morning, Gigi. Good morning, Jojo. <laughs> if you are glad you are here this morning... And you are glad that God has kept you safe. Just say amen. Amen. Stand and join in worship as Tracy comes to lead us this morning. but there's a lot of repetition and it's actually kind of simple. Um, but the beautiful thing about this song is that uh, it is, it's you asking God to refine you. And uh, last night, I've been singing this song all week um, and it's really brought out some intense moments of worship for me. And um, last night, I just decided to open my Bible right before I went to bed and God brought me to Psalm 139 and verse 23 and 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Another translation says anxiety and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I believe that scripture, that scripture is completely tied to paired to this song. Um, and it's YouTube, so I'm going to let them read it.
changes our motive. Whereas our motive would have been selfish because we get caught up in this world of pride and selfishness and what have you. He refines us to where our motive changes to be for the purpose of his kingdom. <coughs> for the building of the body. Strengthening of the body for bringing the lost back to him. says that he's going to give you the desires of your heart. He's going to tell you the desires of your heart. And he's going to have those desires align with his will for your life, for his kingdom. So as you go through this week, ask God to speak to your heart, to show you his desires for your life. Let him refine you. It'll be a hard process. Nothing is easy. But the beauty that comes from it is so pure and amazing. Other people are depending on you to let God refine you, to let him speak to your heart. They're lost. You may be seated and just continue in this atmosphere of worship. And I will tell you, a mark of a true worship leader, when they have searched for the Holy Spirit to lead them in the songs to sing, it always lines up with the word that is going to be called for. We didn't communicate, but what she was saying and the song she is uh, 
she was saying we have to ask the Father and he will align our will with his. And as we unfold this message this morning, you'll see how the Holy Spirit moved on her to choose that and the words that she had in her heart to say were not her own, but from the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Amen. This day has been declared a national day of prayer. And I believe we just sang corporately the prayer we need to pray for our nation. Amen. He said in his word, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and repent, pray to the Lord, I will, what? Heal their land. His promises are true today. And I am telling you, and I'm declaring something prophetically. We are about to enter the season of the Passover. This should be a sign to the church today. We commemorate the season of Passover because blood was applied to the doorpost to the and, and the Lord said when the angel of death comes to your house and I see the blood that angel shall pass over you oh my god do we need that evermore and this is the season we can rejoice we're coming into Passover season a reminder that our families who dwells where we've been covered by the blood of Jesus are safe from the angel of death today, just like the children of Israel were. Ah, oh, we have so much to be thankful for. You see, let me tell you, we are living in the last days. And I don't say it a lot because part of my job is to equip you with the word, prepare you for the word. But sometimes we do need to be very uh, uh, mindful of the time we are living in. Like I said, Brooke and I saw it firsthand. If you've been to the stores and seen wiped out chefs, uh, shelves like we're living in Venezuela or something, it's unbelievable. And it's made by the craziness of fear and panic of people. It's just a picture for us to see why we don't want to be here when Jesus returns. He is coming back. And I remember the hope and the, the, the imminent feelings that I had with my peers in the 70s. We didn't think we would live to this age that I am now. But I'm telling you, if we believed it then, it's even stronger now. And, and, and how do we know? Because let's turn to Matthew chapter 24. 24 and 1. Say amen if you're there. We're going to have some Bible drills in. <laughs> Type it in your phone. You can be there in an instant. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. I want you to know, when Jesus leaves the temple, God has left the building. We are the temple now, and it's not this building that we've congregated together in today. And when we have Jesus in us, he don't leave. He can leave a building, but he doesn't leave this temple where he dwells now. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Because it was one of the most beautiful edifices of that time. And Jesus said unto them, Do you not see all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another, and shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us then, what shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Take heed that no man deceive you. 
For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. But listen to this for his followers, for his believers. Because people are having panic attacks. I have a friend that I haven't seen since the 70s, but we're friends on Facebook. And she said, I'm praying for your child care workers because I know there's, they're working and I'm praying that God will keep them safe. She said, but pray for me. I'm panicking with everything that's going on. And all of our friends and family in California have shot us pictures and videos. If you think it's bad at Walmart, it's like that all over in Southern California. They are waiting at seven o'clock in the morning for the stores to open and they're lined up with their grocery basket like there's gonna be a sale that they can buy everything. Robin just sent me a video again this morning of Winco. People are lined up before they're open with their shopping carts, trying to be the first ones to get in. You know how people do that when the new iPhone comes out or for some specials at Christmas time? Now they're doing it for the necessities of life because fear and panic has set into the minds of people who have no hope. But Jesus said, see that you be not troubled. What does he say? Don't have anxiety over it. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places, and all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Brooke, don't get mad at those ugly people who are telling, talking to me like that. It's just what it said here. Laugh, if that happens, say praise God. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he who shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end shall come. Let me tell you something. There's other multiple verses where it said at the end, the earth will have pains like labor pains of a woman. Anybody in here been pregnant? What happens in the last month or the last trimester of pregnancy? We have something that's called Braxton Hicks pains. They're not the real labor pains, but they are getting the body ready to expand and push out the baby. What we are having on the earth right now is the Braxton Hick birthing pains of the earth. We're getting ready for Jesus to come back. What an exciting time to live in. You know what his desire has been? I don't want to die. I want to go up in the rapture. I believe that's very possible for him. Don't you? Yes. We can see him coming in the clouds of glory. And he told his people, don't be afraid. Recognize these things are happening. And when I get into, you can turn now to Judges chapter 1, verses 12 to 15. Remember, we've talked about Caleb. This is his... Women's History Month, we're going to see about Aksah, his daughter. I want to start at verse 8, chapter 1, Judges, chapter 1, <coughs> verse 8. Now the children of Judah had fought against Jerusalem and had taken it and smitten it with the edge of the sword and set the city on fire. And afterward, the children of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites who dwelt in the mountains and in the south and in the valley. 
And Judah went against the Canaanites who dwelt in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron before was Kajoth Arba, and they killed Sheshai, Ahaman, and Talmai. This was evidently done by Caleb in his 80s. Isn't that wonderful? And who were these that named them? They were Nephilim, those descendants of the giants, of descendants of the angels and fallen angels and women. So at, in his 80s, he defeated these beings that had supernatural qualities. That tells us, and we don't have to fear even because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So Papa can wield the sword in his 80s effectively, not by his might or his power, but by the spirit of God. Can you say amen? Amen. That's what you said. The song today. Burn me out, Lord. Refine me, because I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit and not myself. And from thence he went against the inhabitants of Debir, and the name of Debir before was Kajirveth Sefer. And Caleb said, He who smites Kajirveth Sefer and takes it, to him will I give Aksah, my daughter, to wife. Oh, the story of fairy tales. The king wants another kingdom conquered. He needs an area, but he needs brave men who are willing to go there and capture it. And to make the pot a little sweeter, he has this beautiful daughter, Aksaw, his only daughter that is listed in his genealogy. We can read about Aksaw in Judges, Chronicles, one of two other places. And apparently... There was something in her that trusted her father that only the best and the bravest would be her portion. He wasn't offering her up to some loser. He was offering her up to the one who would demonstrate his bravery and his ability to expand his kingdom. Verse 13, Othniel, the son of Canaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it. He took the challenge. And he gave Aksaw, his daughter, to wife. And it came to pass when she came to him that she moved him to ask of her father a field. She said, we need this portion of land. Go to my father and ask. And she lighted from her ass and Caleb said unto her, what will you? I want to use King James this morning, and I'm not just being cute, but I want to use the words he said, it's time for the church to get off her ass. You can laugh, it's funny. Because it's time to get some work done, and we don't get it done by sitting down and saying, Oh, I'm just here to join in and praise and worship and feel good and then go home and live my very way that I've always lived. Did you not hear the worship leader this morning? I put a mic at the end because I know some of you couldn't hear well. She was saying, we need to do, we need to align our will with what God has called us to do. And she said unto him, Caleb said unto her, What is it you want, daughter? Aksah is a type of the church, means adorned. When we come to know Jesus as our Savior, you know what we get? We get a beautiful new outfit. Whatever we came to him on, now he's given us attire that is heavenly. He covers us in his blood. 
He puts us in Christ Jesus. And there's nothing in the world that can make us look better than being in Christ Jesus. She said, give me a blessing for you have given me a Southland. Give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. Let me tell you something. She said, this is my dowry. This is what I received. This is what I got just from being your daughter. But I have a vision of something more. And to have land is not enough. But I need the springs of living water that can be a benefit to me and make my land fertile and grow. If we want to stay with the type right now, then if we are Axaw, if we are the church this morning and we've received the salvation and we've received the blessing to live forever, we need to go boldly to the Father this morning, just like Axaw did. She was not afraid. She knew she had a good daddy and she knew she could go before him and ask what she needed. She asked for water. We need to ask for the springs of living water today. This is not just something extra that's okay for people who need it. it in the Methodist tradition, they call the baptism of the Holy Ghost the second blessing. Do you see that? She had her first blessing here. Now she's saying, I need a second blessing, Father. I need it for you. Fill me with your Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you something, children. It's not just the adults I'm preaching to. How old are you, Jacob? How old are you, Jacob? Six. Six. I was nine years old when I was baptized into the Holy Ghost. We didn't get it somewhere being stuck off in another building. We got it because when the adults went forward, we went forward. When hands were laid on people, they laid hands on the children. And we received the same power that the adults received. And we were not practicing a junior religion, but we were practicing the full gospel that was being presented to everyone. And I'm thankful I had pastors that said, God has this for you, and it doesn't matter how old you are. We need the second blessing, and we need to be bold like Axel was. She was already made beautiful. When she went before the Father, she was adorned. When we go before the Father, he sees us as beautiful because we're in his son, Jesus Christ. And he cannot say no to his son, Jesus Christ, because he's already aligned with his will. We need to go boldly and say, Father, I want the second blessing. I thank you for saving me, but now I want to be baptized into the Holy Ghost because I know in this last days, when we see the challenges, when we see the disparity, when we see things that aren't enough, we need a supernatural power that will carry us through this time and keep us from being afflicted emotionally and mentally by what we see. When we pray in tongues, we are praying the will of the Father. It is the Holy Spirit in us speaking to God in heaven. We cannot go wrong when we speak in tongues. And if you want, when you speak in tongues, you can say, God, give me the interpretation. And he will prepare you. Not everything does he give full revelation because it may be overwhelming. But he will give you encouragement to go forward and to move forward in him. How do I know this is what they're talking about? If she could do it under the old covenant, turn to Matthew chapter 7. And see what we're authorized to pray for under the new covenant. Matthew 7, 7. Ask 
and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it shall be opened. There it is. There it is for those who believe. Go down to verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them who ask him? Oh, we should be rejoicing. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody knows it. Get up here, little rapper. I need you. <laughs> you know what God can do. Now that, my church, is traditional Pentecostalism running around the church. <laughs> For those of you who didn't grow up in it, that's what people did when I was a kid. And, yes, sit here so you can say amen. I need your help in preaching. You're, you're going to minister one day. You need to learn to help the preacher so people will help you. Amen? Amen. amen. He's got it. Yes. Oh, was that you, Gigi? Are you going to? No, you don't want to. You don't want to be acknowledged yet. Okay. <laughs> Listen to this. We can go boldly. We ask, Lord, I want to. I do not want to be afraid. How many of you drove by churches that canceled service this morning? My God, we're Pentecostal. We know the power of the Holy Ghost. I am thankful for all of you who have no fear. And I just want to give a word to Coach. He's not here because they're on vacation. <laughs> and I know he has no fear because he called and said, Miss Brooke, how do I send my tithes online? I'm not outing him. I'm giving an example of a person who has faith, even if they cannot be here, when they got paid, said, I want to put my tithes into the house of the Lord. We already helped some people this week. We helped some elderly people. They keep saying, can I pay? Can I pay? We've got them toilet paper and Lysol. I'm not talking about my parents. They don't even go here. But we helped two elderly women who couldn't get out easily and they were willing to pay but we had resources to bless we had resources to bless other people because people were faithful in their giving and i heard someone say you don't cancel church because you don't receive offerings no hardly anybody gives offerings on sunday here a few do most people give it right out of their check, automatic deposit, or online. That's the world we live in today. But we don't take offerings. We teach, and if the word is implanted with you, the word will cause you to give. So you don't have to be embarrassed. They're going to stick something in front of your face and force you to give out of peer pressure. <laughs> Because when the Holy, the Holy Spirit causes people to give, he causes them to give generously. And for the right reasons. Isaiah 44, 
If you have notes in your concordance, in your Bible there, this was fulfilled at the day of Pentecost, and it's still being fulfilled today for us who are living under those blessings. Can you say amen? Amen. This time when we see our economic situation being manipulated around the world, it will show real fast who we trust in. Because some of us have are at risk for great losses during this time. But we have to believe that God will take care of us. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, not the president, even though I think he's being used of God to help stabilize things. And I think after we see uh, this season of Passover and we go through this, I think more people will see that he is doing the right thing. That's just my prophetic opinion. <laughs> but even he cannot save us. It is our God who sits in heaven, who is in charge of my life, whether I am a citizen in Nepal, whether I'm a citizen in Kenya, whether I am a citizen in England, God is my provider and he will not fail me. Can you say amen? Church, this is a day to be encouraged. This is a time we're seeing birthing pains. And when Jesus, what he also said, he said, when you see these things happening, look up. Oh, if we look up, we cannot be discouraged. Sad, discouraged people walk around looking down. But people who have hope look up expecting God to do something for us. Oh, aren't you glad you know him this morning? Yes. Aren't you glad that he is our provider? He's our caretaker. He's our lover. He's our coming groom. And he's coming soon. Please go on my Facebook site, Deborah Speaks. Because I had my niece post a dream that she had two years ago about a meteorite hitting the earth. And this week on Sid Roth, Tom Horn, who has written some books that I have read. I think I might have given one to you, Jim. He said he had a dream where a meteorite hit the earth and he's tied it to the book of Revelation. Oh, don't be scared. It's already happened on earth. You go different places. You can see big holes in the earth where meteorites had hit. And he doesn't believe this will happen till the church is out of here anyways. In the book of Revelation, there's even a name for it. Get his book if you want to read it. Read my niece's dream. Because she's had several prophetic dreams, not about personal things, but about national things. God is gifting young people once again to be leaders. Tracy, to lead people into worship, to lead people out of the fears, out of the thoughts of the anxious state we're in, and to put our hope and our trust and our focus in God. And I love your shoes. That's a good thing about walking around. Matching shoes. Look at those. Aren't those darling? See, I'm encouraged when people see everything going around and say, aren't these shoes cute? I'm going to get them. That's how we should be, not focused on what bad is happening, but be able to enjoy life in the small things. Amen. Say amen. amen in the small things. I'm preaching at Bible conference in a week from now, and Israel will be preaching next Sunday in my place because we're leaving Saturday for Bible conference. He's been working on a message for two months. I kept saying, Israel, you got to give that message. Israel, you got to give that message. I said, okay, you have to give that message because I'm going to be gone. And it's a good one that God has been pouring into him. See, church isn't centered around the pastor. Church is centered around Jesus. And as a body, we come together to be encouraged 
to worship and to be equipped. Tonight, we are studying the book of Isaiah. For those of you who are working, you want a certificate of ministry, this will count towards that. I have some books ordered. If our bishop is uh, by faith, he'll be here tonight because he knows more of this study than I do. And I like to, I like to pull in people who know more than I. I'm so glad we have Dr. Jim on staff because when I have a question about something, I go to him. I don't think that I, I'm not even embarrassed because I don't know what I didn't study what you studied. So I want your knowledge and expertise of what you studied. That's how the body of Christ is. We go to people who God has gifted things so that we can get what they got. We had a wonderful spirit. The psalmist said, behold how good and pleasant it is for people to dwell together in unity. Didn't you feel the spirit? It made yes. us one. What made us one? We're all different. We're going to go home. We're going to do different things. We're going to live different lives. But the unity was in the spirit of God that was here with us this morning. Oh, I love it. I love it. I want you to challenge you to go home and ask. If you are filled, if you are baptized into the Holy Spirit, then you exercise your prayer language daily. It is so easy. I, I wake up speaking in tongues, and I know some of you have done that too. You've told me. That's our first communication. Yes, I want the Holy Spirit to be planning my day, and when he's speaking through me, I am reminded that he is in charge, regardless of what I have written down or what you have written down or forgot to write down in your day book. <laughs> He's the only person I ever heard saying they had a day book. We call it planners. Now you have it on your phone. He still has a little pad he carries in his pocket, his day book. The battery's never run out on here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? He said the battery's never run out on his written planner. Speak in tongues. It will prepare you, it will empower you, and it will keep you from the fears of this world. Like the bishop said this morning, we're made the head and not the tail. We are greater than the things that are happening in this world. We should re be rejoiced and say, thank you, Jesus. I see the signs and they're more frequent. They're happening more together. I know your return is imminent. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for listening this morning. Even the little ones, you listened well this morning. Gigi, you listened well. Jacob, you listened well. Okay. She wants to share. And as we dismiss, I'm going to do it differently today. Just stay where you are. I'm going to come by and anoint your head with oil just to remind you, you are free from the diseases that are going around. This disease can mutate four times before it, it, it stops, and that way, that's why it's infecting a lot of people. It can infect you, you can infect him, and it will change in him, and then he can affect somebody else. It doesn't matter. We have something more powerful. You can stop the recording because I'm going to pray.